Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... Hi, from Mamma Mia, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie. Are the Oscars rigged? From the moment a movie's even conceived, the machine to win at an Oscar begins to grind its gears. The amount of money that it takes to take home one of those shiny gold statues will make your head spin. Today, Hollywood correspondent Gail Murphy and film data analyst Stephen Follows break down where the dollars flow on the road to Oscar glory. That's coming up soon. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. It's the last awards ceremony of the Hollywood year, where actors decked out in millions of dollars worth of gowns, tuxes and jewels will walk down a $25,000 red carpet to collect their $100,000 goodie bag and hopefully, at the end of the $44 million ceremony, win an award that may add an extra 20% to their next paycheck. But the awards night starts much, much earlier than that and it takes a lot of money to even get there. Gail Murphy is a Hollywood correspondent for the BBC and Sky News. Gail, when does lobbying for an Oscar win even start? Sometimes it's as long as six months before. I mean, it's huge. It's a long-term battle, beginning at uh, film festivals, Telluride, Toronto. Toronto takes place at the end of August, the beginning of October. And it continues with, like, parties and special screenings and Q&As with cast and crew, massive mail-outs, DVD screeners. They also send out uh, links where you can watch the movie. It's huge. It's almost half of a year. Then what happens? Because we're hearing stories about Oscar consultants, people who are hired specifically to try and score a particular movie a win. How does that work? Who's an Oscar consultant? Film publicists, they're known as, quote, film consultants, and they usher films through this uh, six months and it's I have to tell you it's furious campaigning with all the parties and the mailings uh, the budget for this sort of campaign and it's almost like a political campaign can cost at least five million dollars but in some cases it can go up to 30 million dollars wow Netflix has a, uh, a best Oscar contention. Roma is up for 15 nominations. 
And they want that, and they want that really super, super bad. They want it really bad. So they have engaged a powerful publicist who they say is known as the Oscar whisperer because of her success at winning nominations for her clients. In just the last few years alone, uh, she ushered Spotlight, Moonlight, uh, La La Land, and Mudbound, Lady Bird, and Room. Uh, she's also worked a notorious for a past association with Harvey Weinstein. So she knows uh, all the ins and outs. Harvey Weinstein, if you're not across it, is a former film producer. We say former, of course, because the sexual assault allegations against Weinstein became part of the Me Too movement, which saw him fired from his own company. Stephen Follows is a film data analyst who says Weinstein's absence from this year's Oscar race has been felt. One of the huge pioneers of the big spend Oscar campaign was Harvey Weinstein. And he's definitely someone who put a lot of effort into the campaign to get Oscar nominations and awards and clearly must have driven up the, you know, the costs of all of these events and doing these things. And obviously we're in a post-Weinstein world when it comes to the industry. And so it's hard to know whether that's going to completely depress the, the, the amount being spent and we go back to so perhaps a pre-Weinstein era or whether this, you know, the fuse has been lit and now everybody is competing against everybody else. There's, there's definitely going to be millions spent on each of the films. Gail, these consultants hired by the studios, how do they go about securing an Oscar nomination? What do they even do? They're out there all the time. They are at every meeting. They're doing it with a lot of advertising. Uh, There's talks of dirty tricks because a lot of these people have been around for quite some time and they know what works. Some of them are choosing to adapt and um, adjust and uh, customize those dirty tricks for their own use. Successful uh, award strategists can make hundreds of thousands of dollars for just a single campaign and can bring the the little golden guy home. Gail can't go into those so-called dirty tricks because they're based on rumour and speculation. But some say there's no coincidence that negative news stories start to be published about movies and the things that may have happened on set. See Slumdog Millionaire and Angelina Jolie's Unbroken, for examples. So $100,000 US, that's around $130,000 Australian, that's just to hire the consultant. Stephen Follow says while there's not much actual data on exactly how much is spent on each movie because they keep it very hush-hush, there is a breakdown of how much was needed to push one movie in particular that we're not told the title of onto a previous win. Let's take one of them. For example, uh, there's a film that cost $8.4 million of promotional. That's just $8.4 million of promotion. And of that, uh, nearly $5 million went on advertising. Uh, this is advertising internally within the industry. So this is in the trade press, like the Hollywood Reporter or Variety. And, and they use very sort of um, flowery languages. Uh, language. So they'll say things like, for your consideration. You know, it's, it's a very gentle kind of, would you mind considering this film? Whereas really... It's an advertising campaign pushed to try and get people to, to vote, to nominate and to vote for it. So $4.7 million of, uh, went on advertising for that film. Uh, another million dollars went on screeners. And screeners are uh, DVDs uh, who, which are put in the post to allow people to see the movie if it's not available in theatres already. Um, 
and then there's a whole host of other sort of costs which involve things like um, you're not allowed to, to bribe anybody for their vote, but you can definitely invite them to a glorious dinner for free with a screening of the movie. The stars will be in attendance. You'll treat them very well. You know, and that's something that, that is not a bribe. It absolutely isn't, but it's something that costs money. Um, and, and for example, then you've then got publicists, you know, people who are out there lobbying, suggesting more activities, things like that. That, that can be quite a lot of money. Um, and, you know, anything they can do like that to try and get more people to see the movie, to like the movie and to have a positive experience and a connection to the people behind it. Gail, what's in it for those who win? What are they even getting out of all this? Well, you've, certainly in the case of an actor, their price tag goes up maybe 10 times. Same thing for writers, cinematographers, for a studio. Also, they raise the price when the film goes to a variety of different streams. Also, theaters, DVDs, television. It's quite a bit. Also, and here's something that most people aren't thinking about, but the designers of the clothes, they pay the actor or the actress to wear the ensemble, and then that is the picture that's seen around the world over and over and over and over again. So most people think that a lot of it has to do with just the studios, but it also has to do with all the ancillary businesses as well. We asked Stephen with all his knowledge on the background workings of these Oscar campaigns whether he thinks the Oscars are rigged. Ooh, rigged is a complicated question. I would say that um, sometimes the public make the mistake of thinking that this is the official arbiter of what was a good film. And that's absolutely fundamentally not the case in the same way that a, a leader of a political party is not the best person in the country uh, or the leader of a country is not the best person. But that's not to say that the money is just buying these things because uh, there have been upsets. They're not entirely predictable. And you do tend to see that the best films do, uh, you know, the ones that tend to get nominated and win do tend to be amongst the best movies of the year. But remember, this is... Hollywood, this is about ego, this is about money and, and advertising. It's not about an objective measure of quality, obviously because no such objective measure uh, exists. And Gail, what about you? Do you think the Oscars are rigged? Are they rigged? You know, I don't know. I mean, we had Russian meddling in our election this year, so I've become much more skeptical of any kind of election. <laughs> and that's according to 17 intelligence, U.S. government intelligence agencies. I have looked to, towards my sources on that one. Don't think for a second this isn't a machine. There are no freelancers in this. <laughs> you always have to remember that it's all about the Benjamins, that there is so much cash on the table for anyone sitting at any degree of that table. That's what it's always and that's what it will always be about. Thank you for joining us, Gail. That's it for today's episode of The Quickie. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash The Quickie. That's Q-U-I-C-K-Y.